Hey cool cats. I'm Maggie Fedorov and you're listening to episode 14 of Totally Fucking Normal. Today on the show I'm joined by Bruce Rivera, who is an artist and the founder of Salvage Arts from Edmonds, Washington to talk about the official launch of the nonprofit organization centered around creating art from recycled materials. Bruce talks about how Salvage Arts came to be. The All Decks on Hand show happening this weekend, uh, April 20th through 22nd at Graphite Arts Center in Edmonds, and how to get involved in future community art projects like this one. Bruce also talks about the dangers of comparison and how important it is to never give up on being a learning artist. So let's go ahead and dive into my conversation with Bruce. All right. Thanks for joining me, Bruce. How are you doing today? Doing well. How about yourself? I really can't complain. Um, I mean, Seattle area was forecasted to have rain today all day. Yeah, yeah, it's sunny. It's sunny out there right now, but it was like I'm, that yesterday. Then it started hailing on me. So right, the spring in Seattle. Yep. <laughs> so um, I'll just kind of jump right in and uh, have you tell me a little bit about your background in art. All right. Yeah. Um, so I'm a tattoo artist by trade. I work at Slave to the Needle, uh, the Ballard location here in Seattle. I've been tattooing for 16, going on 17 years. I got into that at a young age. I started out just writing graffiti and kind of drawing on anything I can get my hands on. And uh, I was always like around tattooers, getting tattooed. So I kind of found the natural path into tattooing. I say that like it was easy. I actually took two apprenticeships, one really, really tough one, you know, to get where I wanted to be. And I feel I paid my dues to the tattoo industry to represent it appropriately. But yeah, and then also I the person that I learned to tattoo from is a sculptor and an oil painter, like all crazy fine art stuff. So I learned how to do that from him too. So I enjoy painting, sculpting. I make Japanese inspired Hanya masks. It's like my other side passion. Uh, and then now I'm doing the recycled arts thing. I'm just launching the salvage arts brand and trying to just build a huge network and community of artists, uh, like-minded artists. You know, everybody's everybody's in the same boat. We just want to create some cool stuff. Absolutely. Man, that is, I feel like the art world or like, okay, specifically the blue collar art world is so challenging to be in. And for most of like the artists that I know or like the creative types, like like you say, I mean, we just want to make cool shit, right? So yeah. I feel like I've definitely kind of recently been finding my place among people kind of like that, that are just like, I just want to make cool shit, man. I think that's rad. That's great. I think the world yeah. could use more of that. I like that you said blue collar art world because, yeah, of course, there's the uh, the I'll just call it the pretentious upper echelon, you know, the big New York galleries all over. But really, like, I have no interest in that. Like, that art, to me, is weighed by these weird critics and this weird political pull that the galleries have. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Art shouldn't be that difficult. <laughs> if you want to make something, create it and then put it out there, express yourself, you know. Um, some people, and it, not putting anybody down, especially any creatives, but some people take their art so seriously that I think maybe they lose the 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 path because if you're not having fun with it then what are you what are you doing it for so mm -hmm. um yeah I'm all for the blue collar art the the 
somebody who has a regular job and then still wants to just pursue their passion. So that reminds me a little bit of last spring, I went to ACES in Seattle at the Langston Hughes Center, um, Artists of Color Exposition and Symposium. There we go. That's the word I was forgetting. Um, nice. And I sat in on a really, really great presentation about decolonizing art history. And the speaker talked about the fact that like these big museums and a lot of like the, the blue chip, blue collar art world has so much of like this gatekeeping thing that they do. Right. And it creates this huge barrier between like everyday people and art. And so I was kind of curious. I was like, I asked him, I was like, so what do you think the future of art looks like if we're trying to decolonize these, um, these creative spaces? And I feel like that's actually exactly what you're doing with salvage arts. And I think it's the coolest fucking thing is like making art accessible and, you know, kind of tying back into your own creative history and your own like way of working with art, you know, doing art on whatever you could find and stuff like that. I, I just think that that's such a great way to really live that just to, you know, say fuck you to the the blue collar art world and create anyway and with whatever you can, regardless of what background you come from or what you have to do it with. No, absolutely. Yeah. That's, um, that is kind of the, to make it accessible, like art mm -hmm. shouldn't be, um, some challenging thing, especially all these programs and incentives. Everybody's like, how do I get involved in this? And, um, I don't think it should be that difficult. I don't know. It's, it's just, yeah, exactly. I want it to be more inclusive all around, you know, there's, there's, there's room for everybody. There's no competition. It's all love. For sure. So tell me a little bit more about Salvage Arts. So Salvage Arts, um, we are just launching. Like this this show that's coming up, the All Decks on Hand, this uh, Thursday is the official launch of Salvage Arts. So, so a little bit like I formed it in 2021 as an LLC. And then these past two years, I've been just researching and, and figuring out exactly what I wanted it to be. And I shifted and pivoted. And now we are should hopefully have the official nonprofit status any day now. So we dissolved the LLC re reincorporated as a, as a nonprofit. Cause yeah, that's what I, that's what I realized I wanted to do. It's not about selling art. It's about making art. So that's, that's it. You know, just, I just want to, even when I was a kid, I want, I always said, it was like, what do you want to do? I'm like, I just want to draw, you know? And then luckily I found tattooing and it found, gave me a way to like feed my family for it. But nothing's changed. I still want to draw like all day and paint. So I think there's a lot of people out there that just um, feel the same. And then it's like this weird, lonely network of artists where we all just draw in our, in our, our own little private studios. And like, we're all these hermits of creative souls where if we just have a good place where we can all meet up and show each other's art and all that stuff, you know, there's plenty of places like that. But like you said, there's There'll be no judgment here and uh, just all, all acceptance. Just a little something for everybody. So Salvage Arts, I formed it back to what I was saying about just, I always found joy in creating art on anything, you know? Um, I have like old, old snowboards or old like meat cleavers or jars or mirrors or really anything. It's like, I see something, I'm like, I can, I can do something with this. And that's the soul of Salvage Arts. Like all these items that would regularly be thrown out and just go sit in the landfills we're going to give it to somebody else who sees sees it through a different lens and gives it a new life 
you know, that's what it's all about. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder type of thing. But same thing with the creative. Some people see a pile of trash. Other people see, holy shit, I could do something with this and make it beautiful. So, yeah, you know, artwork and sustainability, all that good stuff. We just want to try to give back. I love that so much. It's a beautiful thing, too, not only to be making art more accessible and to create a network of like-minded artists, but also the added bonus of like keeping shit out of landfills because that's such yeah, a hot a topic these days. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a, it really is. It's a win, win, win for everybody all around. Yeah. So how did salvage arts come into existence? Uh, I mean, you kind of touched on that already as you know, you just wanted to draw, you wanted to make kind of a community, but um, as far as, yeah, how'd you make it happen? So it's really been this past, this past year, um, I'm a studio artist here at Graphite's Art Center. Um, so I actually got this studio while I was looking for like a, a retail space for salvage arts. Because again, I was an LLC. I was like, I just had this vision of recycled arts, but I didn't know what I wanted, what it was supposed to be yet. So I got the the studio here, which it's a, it's a group studio. So there's like, I think eight studio artists here and there's locker artists and there's a clay studio and we all kind of vibe and feed off each other's creativity i will say that my artwork is a little different than everybody else's you know but yeah it just kind of pushed me like i it, it, all the little things started to click of where the connections in the community needed to be what i what direction i wanted to go in the nonprofit field and then um and then they offered me the they're actually graphites nonprofit uh, art start northwest is actually kind of sponsoring my first event just to kind of they kind of gave me the push i needed and the support to get this thing off the ground and then since then i once it was like all like gonna be a real thing i kind of went all in we've got five or six sponsors from the community local skate shops a wine shop a beer cider originally it was supposed to be 25 artists just uh, kind of close friends and colleagues. We're at 85 submissions now. Yeah. So damn. Well over, yeah. Holy shit. Right. Yeah. Uh, so we're like uh, well over or triple of what I expected it to be. And just the, the amount of like support and enthusiasm and um, it's just way more popular than I ever could anticipate. It. And it's pretty humbling and exciting at the same time. So just uh yeah it's cool we'll see what we'll see what happens like i said this is the first event so this is the beginning of everything so we got a good good start and i intend to just keep it going from there what are some of your goals for the future of salvage arts so to grow like this is our first event but it'll be the first of many um this one happens to be on repurposed skateboard decks but i see other ones in the future like i uh i'd like to get my hands it's kind of a, what we can get our hands on material wise um, but if we had like, I I'd love to do something with discarded fire extinguishers, old traffic signs, old aerosol cans, like any, anything where we could have like the uh, same thing, like a group collective show of one common item. And then it, it'll just be like, however many participating artists want to do whatever they want to with it. So, yeah, so expect a lot of that in the future. And then I also, because of all this, like I, uh, I want to make it accessible to everybody. I'm going to do free art classes workshops demos just easily accessible to people so there'll be more of that to be expected in the future as well 
still working out the fine tuning details, but it, most of them would be like a classroom size. You'll sign up like first comes first serve basis. And then each one will have a theme and hopefully like some guest speakers and artists to do some demos. So I've been talking with a couple of people. I don't want to mention any names or anything to jinx it, but cool, amazing artists that are doing stuff out here. And um, it's all eco-friendly with the recycled arts feel. I, for one, cannot wait to see what you come up with. I'm like on the edge of my seat. Like I'm super excited to see what kind of workshops and demos and stuff you put out. I mean, like I'm kind of a little bit of a fledgling artist myself. I've been doing art kind of in secret, like my whole life, I always say. But yeah, I'm really only just within the last couple of years actually putting my art out into the world. So very much still view myself as like a learning artist. You should and always be yourself as that. When do we stop? Like when you stop being a learning artist, then then you, you've lost your, your journey, you know? Try to That's always the learn. truth. Yeah. yeah. I've been guilty of this too. But recently I've been told by a couple people who kind of struggle a little bit more with their artistic identity and, you know, aren't really ready 100% to claim like, oh, I'm an artist. I put my stuff out in the world, stuff like that. They're like, oh, well, I look up to you and, you know, you really know what you're doing. And I'm like, bro, I really don't. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I enjoy it. So I keep doing it. Like yeah, a lot of what here. I do is so intuitive and like childlike almost. Like I sit down in front of something and I just do what feels right. So I love that you mentioned that. It's, I mean, yeah, when you stop learning, I mean, what are you even doing anymore? <laughs> but that's the same thing. I have people coming to me all the time. Just like, oh my God. So like, I just do it. Like there's nothing like that, that whole phrase, there's nothing to it, but to do it is mm -hmm. like my motto. Like it, even for people like wanting to be a tattooer or artist or anything, it's like, well, draw, make art. Like what's stopping you? Oh, mm -hmm. I don't know what to do or this and this is bullshit. Fucking get out of your head, get out of quit listen to what anybody else says and don't compare yourself to others and just do what feels right. Like you said. Yeah. And that I found is what got me here just doing it, mm -hmm. learning a lot, you know, do make a lot of bad art and then figure out what you don't want to do. Learn from that. You know, it's all, it's like all metaphor force for life, you know, yeah. don't be afraid to put yourself out there. And then eventually you'll kind of hopefully find a direction and then just go head on from that. Yeah. Do you have advice for creatives that want to get their hands dirty with these kinds of community art projects and opportunities, but don't really know where to start? Yes. Um, Go to bsalvage.com and then email me. We'll get you started. Um, no, that was like a little plug there. <laughs> yeah, just um, really just do it. Pair up with other creative individuals. You know, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Every piece of art you make has like a piece of you attached to it. So don't take criticism too harshly. I really value constructive criticisms from somebody I consider a peer or a very creative individual. If some random person that doesn't know shit about art and isn't an artist tells me what they like or don't like about my art, I kindly smile and, you know, I'm not rude about it, but it's like, cool, I, that makes nothing. But if like a really accomplished artist or somebody that I admire and respect a lot gives me a critique or any kind of advice, I, you know, I try to just listen and hone in on that because sometimes it resonates with you, sometimes it doesn't. But yeah, be able to take criticism is a good thing. And then... I don't know. Just, uh, yeah, just, just do it. Just pump it out. Do one painting, whether you like it or not, do the next one. 
Um, there's no wrong way to art unless you're not having fun. Yep. Can confirm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Do you have any final thoughts for me? Um, no, I'm just really excited. Yeah. Thank you for letting me come on and, and say my piece. Um, yeah, obviously come and check out all decks on hand this weekend. Uh, Graphites Arts Center, downtown Edmonds. Uh, it's the pop-up April 20th, 21st, and 22nd. So the cool thing about that, like 20th is not only is it 420, but it's also the Edmonds art walk up here. So our opening show will coincide with that and all the other galleries up here and, and Edmonds will be open. So it's a good like walkabout time. 21st is our big event with the artist reception. It, that's just going to be a big party at the end of the night. And then the 22nd is Earth Day. So, I mean, what better way to like launch a recycled art company than having your premier art show on Earth Day? So come and check it out. Also, um, it's an online auction. So anybody that's not available to actually come and see it in person, you can still view all the artwork online, place a bid, show your support, do whatever you're whatever um whatever you can to support salvage arts and recycled arts movement so yeah check out it's uh besalvage.com b-e salvage.com and then uh a lot of our art is on instagram as well which is it's at salvage underscore arts awesome thank you so much really appreciate the time you spent with me today i'm hoping to make it out on friday so really stoked to be able to see the art and maybe meet you in person so yeah, cool. Yeah. And, it, you know, there'll be other events in the future. So we'd hope to we'd like to have you on board as a participating artist on the next one. Oh, and that would be super rad. I'd be definitely really yeah. into that. All right. Here's the takeaways I want to leave you with today. It's totally fucking normal to both want and not want your artwork to have a place in the community and in the art world. I think that regardless why any given creative chooses to make art, it's only natural to want the result of those labors to be received well, right? And at the same time, as Bruce says, it's also totally fucking normal to have no real interest in trying to make it into the upper echelon gallery art scene. So I guess my takeaway here is that you don't have to take your art super seriously as long as you have fun making it. Having fun making it is enough. It's totally fucking normal to look around at other artists, either online or in your community, and compare yourself. I'm sure you've heard that comparison is the thief of joy, and I'm going to tell you again because it's true, and also something that I'm reminding myself of on the regular. I want to be able to tell you that it goes away, but I don't really know that it will, or at least I haven't made it to that point yet, but what I can tell you is that I'm pretty sure that the biggest supporters of the arts are the artists in the community. And there might be some artists out there that are an exception to this, but I find that most feel kind of like Bruce does, that it's not competition, it's just love, and that there's room for all of us. It's totally fucking normal to get in your own head about making art. And to be 100% real with you, making art is only the first step. I do realize how nerve-wracking it is to balance on the precipice of the leap into sharing what you make with the world and being just as afraid of sharing it as you are of the idea of keeping it to yourself forever. So if you're in that place right now, my advice is just to trust your gut. You'll know when it's time because your whole body will tell you. For me, it was just like 
this, well, fuck it, here we go, right? And since then, I've just been kind of going one step at a time, always just like the next right thing. And I've learned to be okay with that. It's definitely not always comfortable, but it's working for me for now. And honestly, I kind of like not following a hard plan because my successes are like in this way, they're more naturally occurring and not just a benchmark after benchmark after benchmark that I kind of just blow past on the way to the next accomplishment, right? So each moment is one that I'm fully living in and immersed in, and they all feel special. And all that is to say that a leap of faith is just that. Leap when you're ready and learn along the way and don't stop learning. Between now and next episode, you can find the podcast on Instagram at Totally Effing Normal Pod. You can find me on Instagram at Mad Mags. You can find me on Patreon at patreon.com slash antagony imagery. You can find me on the web at antagonyimagery.com. And if you feel so inclined, you can leave me a voice message at anchor.fm slash totally effing normal. Let me know if you have any questions. Uh, let me know if you've got something you want to hear about in a future episode. I'd love to hear it. You can find all of these links in the show notes uh, where you can just tap through super easy. So if you're like me, you don't have to worry about like, God, how do you spell that fucking thing? Don't worry about it. Head down to the show notes, click through on the links. Super easy. Anyway, that's a wrap. Thanks for joining me today to talk about anything, everything, and also nothing. And we'll catch you next time. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. It was nice chatting with you. Yeah, nice to chat with you too. Take care.